Hey there, Minnow Tankers. I'm Ken, the founder of Minnow Tank. The Minnow Tank podcast interviews tech startup founders and the investors that fund them. This episode of the Minnow Tank podcast is brought to you by Minnow Tank. Whether you're an investor looking for new investment opportunities, a founder looking to pitch your tech startup, or a Minnow Tanker looking to stay up to date with growing tech startups, you can join our community of entrepreneurs at minnowtank.com. All right, Minnow Tankers, here's the show. Hey there, Minnow Tankers. I have Judy Syndicuse, CEO and Managing Partner at Capital Innovators with me today on the Minnow Tank Podcast. Judy, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. All right, Judy, so would you mind telling us a little bit about Capital Innovators for the investor audience as well as the tech founders out there who might not have heard of you yet? Capital Innovators was one of the first accelerators created. It was back in 2010. And what we do is we invest in very early stage companies, and then we bring them to St. Louis, where we're located, and put them through a 12-week bootcamp style accelerator program where they receive mentorship from people who have had a lot of experience both with their own startups and with major Fortune 500 companies uh, and the like that help them accelerate their business. They also receive, in addition to their funding and the mentorship, a lot of free perks like the free office space, free legal help, free marketing help, things that will help stretch your investment dollars further. No, that makes awesome sense. And we, you know, accelerators and incubators are very attractive to tech startups, especially because, you know, they can really bring you from that zero to that one. So I want to ask a follow-up question on what you just said. When you talk about very early startups, um, what stage is that? What is very early? What does that mean to you? Our sweet spot is somebody who has a minimum viable product. It's really great if they've sold it to somebody, even if it was just for, you know, a dollar, just to show that there is a product market fit out there. Uh, it's not necessary. That's just sort of our, our sweet spot. We have uh, invested in companies that are much further along, and we've also invested in companies that um, aren't quite done with their product yet, but that we're very excited about their product. Uh, but but targeting that sweet spot uh, is where you have a working product. It may not be in its finished form, uh, but it is doing its job in solving somebody's problem. That makes a lot of sense. Um, you, know, you want to see them out in the market, at least in some capability. Uh, a follow-on question I have for you about that is when you say you invest in them, you said you know, they receive a capital investment, but also um, services. What does that capital investment look like? Um, and what percentage or valuation, like how is that structured? They get $50,000, and then we take equity. Generally speaking, we'll take between 5 and 10% of, of the equity, and that really depends on what stage you're at. And if you're really far along, we've been known to take less than 5 And occasionally, if you're uh, not very far along at all, we've taken a little bit more than that. But we do individual negotiations with each person. We try to be very open and very fair all of our portfolio companies, and we have over 100 now, uh, are all fully aware of what the deals look like for everybody else, and, and people are all pretty comfortable with the fairness of that percentage that we negotiate based on what stage you're at in your company. Judy, that makes sense. And, you know, whenever we think about, you know, $50,000, it might seem big to some people, small to others. But what we know is whenever you join a portfolio, then you have, you know, a whole team of people working to help your startup become more valuable. Um, so it has value for everyone. So, you know, regardless of the amount of money, it's great to have more teammates, more people working you know, on your side. 
Um, so my next question for you, Judy, is what is the unique investment thesis behind Capital Innovators? What do you really look for? What makes you say yes to a company? What makes you say no? There's uh, there's probably two basic things, and this may be something that most people have heard of before. Of course, we're very interested in who is the team, who is the founder. Uh, I'm looking for a founder who this is their life, this is their passion. Uh, sometimes I hear people talk about work-life balance, and it's funny because I think if you're really interested in that traditional work-life balance that people talk about, then being an entrepreneur may not be the best choice of career for you because the people that are most successful are the ones who their passion, their hobby, everything is this business that they're creating. There's no other place where they would rather be spending their time than on their company. And so they're, you know, I'm, I'm looking to find a founder who that truly is their passion. It's not just their job. And then on top of that, with the product or the service that they're offering, it needs to really solve a, a painful problem for somebody in order to be monetizable. So, for instance, there's a lot of cool apps we have on our phone that are free, but not all of them are making the creator money. Uh, so there definitely has to be a path to how is this going to make money. The, the bigger the market, the more exciting that, solve, that, that problem solving becomes for us. Yeah, it makes sense. So, dude, let me ask you my next question uh, on you personally. So, you are the CEO and managing partner of uh, Capital Innovators. Can you tell me what is your favorite part of being an investor? Like, why do you love doing what you do? Um, that, that's a fun question, actually. Uh, <laughs> as I before I did this, I started six of my own companies uh, before I started this one. This is actually my seventh company. And each and every time what I did was I was solving a problem for myself that then I decided other people had the same problem and I could sell my solution to them, which I think is a great way of coming out of business. Uh, and, and so it's always been very rewarding for me because I felt like I was going around solving people's problems. And Capital Innovators is really no different. That was me noticing that there were a lot of companies out there that had some really cool ideas, but they weren't getting the funding and mentorship they needed to get to the next level. So I'm out there helping to solve their problems, and in doing so, I'm helping solve all kinds of problems. So this is a real feel-good thing for me to be doing um, in, in sort of creating these solutions that, that make this place a, a better world to live in. Um, and, and then in addition to that, I just really love getting to know my founders. One of the things I talk about a lot in this job is what I love the most is discovering how many different personalities there are in the world. I'm just having so much fun with how many different people I meet and, and how many different ways there are to look at a thing or see a thing or talk about a thing. Uh, it's just incredible to me. And I get to know, I think it's different than just meeting people like handshaking at a, at a bar. I actually get to see how people are operating their business. So I get to know them very well. And that's where I, I just think I've had the benefit of getting to know on a very personal and deep level, so many different people. I love it. Best job ever. <laughs> you know, Judy, it's funny. I always say this whenever we talk to anyone who works in the investment side, so rarely, I mean, on this podcast, although we've you know interviewed so many investors, not once have they ever led with the fact that I love being an investor because it means I'm going to make more money. Um, almost always it revolves around the privilege of getting to work with entrepreneurs and getting to see the way that they change the world, which is just 
awesome to hear, right? It's not what you think of when you think of a stereotypical investor. It's a very different way to look at it, um, which is they're really not, cool. They're, yeah, they're not lying. I mean, that is it, it comes from the heart. I, I got to believe that. I know that's the case for me, so I'm sure it's the case for everybody. And of course, everybody expects to make money. I think what you'll really find among investors is we're probably the most optimistic people in the world, though we probably talk a tale of doom all the time. We must be super optimistic, right? Because we're investing in the most risky of investments with this idea that we're going to make a ton of money at the end of the rainbow. Uh, so it's just a really fun place to be, to be surrounded by all these optimistic people and uh, and to be working with all these great entrepreneurs who are also very hopeful and optimistic and hard workers. And you, you just can't find a better place to spend your time. Well, Judy, I'm glad you love what you do because it really, it really shows in what you're talking about. Let me go on to my next question. This one can be a little contentious. So if, it's, if you don't like it, you can kind of alter or change it. So the next question is, <laughs> What is the best investment you've ever made? Um, well, that's interesting. I think I'll just stick with my stand with, with a standard answer. Uh, among my very first investments as capital innovators, uh, I invested in a company called Jbera, which has now become Gainsight. And uh, Gainsight's last valuation was becoming near a billion dollars. It's not public, um, but there have been some articles written about it. So I think what I'll take from your best investment question, I'll make it most successful investment. I would say it's that one. Well, good, Judy. I mean, it's really up for your, your own terms. So Jay Bear was your best. I mean, it always depends, right? Like maybe you'd say it's a company, maybe you'd say it's education, maybe you'd say it's a program, but it always depends on what you know, we try to leave it really open-ended. Um, and, you know, I mean, having a stake in a company close to a billion dollars is not half bad. Um, <laughs> so, so our next question is for, this is for those, um, this is for new investors out there. So people who are looking to get into tech investment, you know, they realize that uh, you know, stocks and bonds are what stocks and bonds are, they're part of your portfolio, but they want to dip their toes into venture. Do you have a little bit of advice you can give for someone who's just starting or has only been investing for a few years into the uh, private startup space? I think that they should um, do a few things. One, they should look for a local angel club in their town that they can join so they can meet other angel investors and have access to deal flow and, uh, and access to people who maybe have had a little bit more experience themselves to talk to and learn the ropes from. And I think they should probably watch for a while before they write a check. Um, there's also some good books out there that have some tried and true suggestions on uh, on how to do angel investing. I also think, and this may be a bit self-promoting, uh, but you know, <laughs> many accelerators have funds uh, that they do where you can do angel investing through the fund and still be able to interact directly with the portfolio investments so you can still feel like you're investing directly in the company, um, not necessarily just through a fund. And that allows you to hedge your risk across a, a number of companies and get the benefit of um, all of the things that an accelerator brings. Uh, if, you're, if you are going to do it on your own, I think it's important to understand that um, if if you – 
if you don't have the money to lose, then you really should try hard to get your education in understanding how to make enough investments so that you are hedging your risk and figure out what your personal strategy is going to be, meaning across what sector are you going to just invest in vertical spaces that you have uh, superior knowledge in, or are you going to try and hedge across sectors? Um, or, or how you're going to go about doing it rather than just do ad hoc, oh, I really like this guy, so I'm going to invest in him or her. Um, that may not be the, the best approach, though I do see that out there with some regularity. So get educated and hedge your bets. Make sure you do your research. I hear that from a lot of investors, too, and that's always, always more beneficial to invest in a space in which you have unique knowledge of. You have more experience and knowledge in a space, why not look at that space first? Um, so right. then, uh, my next question for you, Judy, is actually on deal flow. So one of the things that Minotank addresses is trying to you know, simplify and connect this process because deal flow is one of the reasons why you know, an investor will actually go to many angel groups, not just one. They'll go to Capital Innovators, they'll go to angel groups, they'll go to pitch events, they'll go to all kinds of things because they just want to get in front of these companies and they want to see them, it's difficult. Um, on the flip side, many VCs will say we have too much deal flow, but it's always it's never a never a thing you want less of. You always want to see more opportunities. So let me ask you, um, how do you at Capital Innovators find new deal flow and new investment opportunities? So we're fortunate in that we've been ranked uh, as a top accelerator for four four or five years in a row now, um, for as long as they've been doing rankings. So that really helps because a, a lot of companies will come to us. Um, sometimes I liken it to uh, colleges. Uh, now that there are so many accelerators available, uh, it's almost like uh, somebody going to college. If you want to get funding, it's possible that it's going to be difficult to get funding unless you've gone through an accelerator in much the same way as going to college can be very helpful in securing a job. And then among those colleges, there are some that are top ranked and others that are um, not ranked not quite as highly. And and whether those rankings are valid or not, it is helpful in you know getting um, a lot of students applying to them. And so we're kind of lucky in that way. A lot of companies are finding us, but we do go out and try to find deal flow too. And the way we usually are doing it is we're watching. You you know, we're scouring uh, the country and, and even the world for articles on startups, hot new startups, people that are doing things, you know, differently from others that we think might be good solutions, and we're going out and soliciting those folks. Um, but, but we are, you know, I have a whole marketing team that gets behind the process for us trying to find deal flow, and like you said, I don't think you can have too much deal flow. As a matter of fact, I should probably say here that our applications are open right now. So anybody that is watching your podcast um, that has a business and has an interest in possibly participating with Capital Innovators should go to our site at capitalinnovators.com and uh, and apply for our program. So Judy, what I'm going to do um, after this podcast is over is I'll put the link once it goes live. So you'll have the ability just to check anywhere, when, wherever you're looking to the podcast, whether it's Spotify or on Apple or on Google Podcasts or on Stitcher, and you can actually just see it right there in the description, and I'll link it straight to it. Um, so my last question for you, Judy, is um, where can people find you online if they want to connect with you directly? Uh, so me personally, 
if they want to send an email to me at judy.syndicues at capitalinnovators.com, that's fine. Or if they just want to talk to somebody at the team, they can send something to info at capitalinnovators.com. And any member of my team will be happy to talk to anybody about anything they wish to talk about uh, in the startup space. Okay, fantastic. That was Judy Syndicue, CEO and Managing Partner at Capital Innovators. Judy, thank you very much for joining us on the Minotank Podcast. Thank you. Hey there, Minotankers. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Minotank Podcast. Want to ask a question to one of our featured investors or tech founders? Use the Anchor.fm app to record your question and send it in to the Minotank Podcast to be featured next episode. Make sure to record your name, where you're calling in from, and your question. And make sure to subscribe to the Minotank Podcast for more awesome interviews with tech founders and the investors who fund them. Again, I'm Ken Barton, founder of Minotank, and I'll see you next time, y'all.